It's estimated that over 20 million people in the United States have some form of thyroid condition, and almost 60% of those people have no idea, and the majority of them are women. Let me be really clear. Having your TSH checked is not enough to tell you whether or not you have a thyroid issue. There are six thyroid markers that tell you the whole story, and all of them need to be checked. This episode will walk you through each one of those lab markers and why they are so important. You are not going to want to miss this. Hey there, my name is Wendy, and I'm an environmental toxins lawyer who is obsessed with showing women how to toss the toxins out of their life and embrace a more holistic lifestyle. I'll be dishing up bite-sized but binge-worthy episodes on all things detox, low-tox, and what's that toxin? And what is it really doing to my health? I'm breaking it all down for you, separating the myths from the facts and pulling back the curtain on the products and beauty industry. You'll hear my unfiltered and sometimes unpopular, but honest opinions. No topic is off limits. We'll dive into what's really causing our thyroid issues, hormone imbalances, infertility, and more. Think of it as a crash course for all things holistic living, but for real life. You don't have to do everything. You just have to start somewhere. Let me show you how. This is the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Welcome to episode six of the Detox Dilemma Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy, and I'm really excited about today. It's my first Ask Me Anything episode. So for those of you who weren't aware, if you go into the show notes, there is a link where you can ask me anything. You can leave me a voicemail. I listen to all of them. That's where I get ideas for episodes. And sometimes, like today, I will read your question on air and I will answer it directly. Today's question comes from Diana and her voicemail said, I hear you refer often to a full thyroid panel, but what does that entail and why is it necessary? My doctor has checked my TSH multiple times and says I'm normal. I want to push the issue and have a full thyroid panel done. I'm cold all the time. I started gaining weight and nothing I do helps. I'm exhausted and I just want to sleep. I've been checking my morning temperature, like I heard you say, and I do run cold. How can I get these tests if my doctor won't do them? Diana, you are in good company. And like you, many women go to their primary care doctor or endocrinologist, and they're told that TSH is all the doctor will test for. Sometimes if you get really lucky, they might do a total T4 test as well. And well, that's not even close to being good enough. TSH can be a good screening tool, and it will tell you something, but it actually tells you very little about whether or not you have a thyroid problem. So to clarify, I am not a doctor, and this episode is me speaking on my own personal experience and research as an advocate for women's health. And over the last 20 years, I have coached hundreds of women on how to work with their doctor in order to get them to run a full thyroid panel for them. So let's get to answering Diana's question. This entire episode is one big love letter to all the women out there who are struggling and not getting the medical care that they deserve. And this is the episode that I wish I had 20 years ago. I'm going to cover all the labs that make up what I consider a full thyroid panel and why. I think understanding the why is even more important than me just giving you a list to give to your doctor. I want you to be able to articulate why you are asking for specific labs and be confident when discussing it with your medical provider. 
I will also share some examples of my own labs and journey with you to give you a full picture on how a full thyroid panel helped me identify the root cause of my hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. And finally, I would be missing a huge opportunity if I didn't share with you some simple, actionable lifestyle adjustments that can help address the most common underlying root causes of thyroid issues. Let's dig in. Would you love to give toxin-free products a try, but you don't want to spend money on something you're not going to love? Maybe you tried some natural shampoo or clean makeup that you didn't love so much. I can tell you with absolute certainty that while there are some amazingly clean products out there, not all of them work so great. I'm inviting you to come take a look behind the scenes into my home to check out what's in my kitchen, laundry room, and even what's in my shower. You'll find all my favorites that I cannot live without, like my deodorant, household cleaners, the laundry hack that only cost me 20 cents a load, and the clean makeup that I am currently obsessed with. Head on over to www.wendycatherine.com backslash favorites, and you'll even find discount codes for the products that I swear by the most. Happy toxin-free shopping. Okay, so what is TSH anyway, since it's the one thing that you are getting tested for? TSH stands for thyroid stimulating hormone, and it's actually not a thyroid hormone at all. It's released by your pituitary gland. It's your brain's way of telling your thyroid gland to produce thyroid hormone. So they're testing for a thyroid problem with a hormone that's not even a thyroid hormone. So for conventional medicine, the generally accepted normal lab range for TSH is between 0.5 and 5. One of the reasons why I had such a hard time getting diagnosed for a long time is because I had a TSH that was in normal range. I was hovering right about 4.5. So doctors would check my TSH and tell me I was fine. This was right around my third year of law school and I was trying to get pregnant. And after a year of not conceiving, I started really working hard to try to figure out what was going on. I had gained a ton of weight, even though I was eating really well and exercising. I was at Orange Theory four days a week. I was cold all the time. I had horrible brain fog and was struggling to study. My hair was starting to thin and fall out. My skin was breaking out. And I was really struggling with anxiety and some depression. I knew it was physical and I knew there was something wrong with me. Now, in the functional world of medicine, they like to see an optimal range. So a TSH of 4.5 would have been a trigger and a clue that I needed a full panel to see what was actually happening. Their approach is grounded in the latest data, and they're looking for a TSH that is between 1 and 2.5 as optimal. And here's the thing I wish I would have known 20 years ago. There are DOs, functional medicine providers, and naturopaths that specialize in this and understand how the thyroid works, and they follow current science. I wish I hadn't fought the system so hard just to stay with doctors who took my insurance. Looking back, the cost of seeing somebody outside the insurance system would have far outweighed the cost to my health and the stress that I experienced for years fighting the system. Okay, so that's TSH. The next set of labs that you really want are two of them, free T3 and free T4. Follow me here for a second. T4 is produced by your thyroid gland when it binds with iodine. Side note, Fluoride reduces the uptake of iodine and was historically used as a medication for people who had hyperthyroidism because it suppresses your thyroid function. So kick fluoride out of your life. Okay, back to T4. 
So T4 is largely an inactive hormone. That hormone then gets converted to T3, which is the active thyroid hormone. T3 is the hormone that our body cells have receptors for. This means if you want beautiful hair, healthy nails, optimal gut health, a good mood even, you need sufficient amount of T3 hormone, not T4. Interestingly, 20% of our T3 is produced directly by your thyroid, but 80% of it is produced by converting T4 into T3, and that conversion happens in the gut and in the liver. The reason why it needs to be free and not total is because free means unbound to a protein molecule and available for the body's receptors to use so you can function properly. So you need to know what's unbound and usable. So can you see now how if you have a sufficient T4 hormone in your body, but if your T3 is really low, you can still feel like a zombie. You don't have any active thyroid hormone in your body. And by the way, Synthroid is a synthetic version of T4. So that means if you take Synthroid, your body still has to take that T4 and convert it into an active T3 in order to feel good. So that brings me to our next lab that you definitely want to get checked and was the missing link in my thyroid issue. So I already explained that your body has to convert T4 into T3 in order to use the thyroid hormone. But oftentimes your body will take T4 and it will turn it into reverse T3. Reverse T3 is an anti-thyroid hormone that acts to block your thyroid from working, basically. It's created by the body from T4, and it's basically your body's way of putting on the brakes. It's a defense mechanism in your body to ensure that it doesn't produce too much T3 and make you hyperthyroid, which is too much thyroid hormone. So a healthy, balanced body would use this to create, well, balance. You have reverse T3 that would stop the active thyroid hormone, and then you have enough active T3 to make you healthy. There's a balance there. Here's why this lab is so important. I already told you my TSH was about 4.5, and my total T4, which my doctor nicely ran for me at one point, was a little low but still in the normal range. And if I had stopped there, I would have thought and accepted that I did not have a thyroid issue. But when I finally got a doctor to run all my labs, what we found was my free T3, my active thyroid hormone was really low and my reverse T3 was sky high. So my body was taking T4 and churning out a bunch of reverse T3 like it was nobody's business. And it was actually making very little active T3, which completely explains why I felt like absolute garbage. As happy as I was to finally have a diagnosis and a doctor that understood my labs and gave me a natural desiccated thyroid, which is basically a natural thyroid hormone that is made up of T4 and T3. So my body was now getting T3. It felt like a miracle. My energy came back. My weight came off. I could think again. It was amazing. The problem was I was living in Arizona at the time and was getting ready to move back to California after taking the bar exam, which meant I had to find a new doctor. Even with all the lab work, all the data, all the the stack of science that I would walk into all of my appointments, 
I could not get a single endocrinologist to accept that I had this thyroid conversion issue. I was point blank told that they only check reverse T3 for people who are in the ICU and dying. That is when I became an advocate for women. I actually had to drive from San Diego all the way to Arizona just to find a doctor that knew how to treat me. I actually got really lucky. In a twist of fate, I moved to Italy for my job and I was absolutely terrified to be stuck in a country where I couldn't find the right care. It was truly one of the reasons why I was scared to take that job. And I was really happy that at my very first appointment, I quickly learned that in Europe, this has been the standard of care for decades. They happily ran a full thyroid panel, was completely read up on reverse T3 issues, and had no problems prescribing me a desiccated thyroid. It was truly like I was on another planet. I was so grateful to not have to fight for healthcare. Okay, let's wrap up my monologue and move on. So you know the reverse T3 is made when the body needs to put on the brakes, but what else would cause it to happen? I clearly didn't have enough T3 in my body, but my body was making reverse T3 anyway. Certain conditions can hijack your whole system and cause it to run haywire. These are just a few examples. They're not all-inclusive. So dieting and calorie restriction and over-exercising is a big reason. As little as 1,500 calories per day for three weeks is enough to blunt thyroid function and reduce your conversion. Scientists actually think this might be the number one problem for many thyroid patients who are also struggling with weight. They get trapped in a cycle where they're gaining weight and trying to diet to reduce the weight, but then they further reduce their thyroid function, which then leads to more weight gain. Another thing known to cause conversion problems is inflammation in your body. Lack of sleep is another big one. If you're sleeping less than eight hours per night, then you might be reducing your thyroid function without even knowing it. Gut issues is a big one. Gut dysbiosis. If you have problems in your gut, this limits your ability to convert. Remember I told you at the beginning that T4 to T3 conversion, a lot of that happens in the gut. Stress is another big one. Stress from any cause has been shown to limit thyroid function and block thyroid conversion. Vitamin and mineral deficiency, that is a huge one. Your body needs plenty of minerals and vitamins like D and B to actually work the conversion process. And lastly, endocrine disrupting chemicals. So if you have not yet listened to episode one on endocrine disruptors, go listen to it right now. Those are chemical compounds that we come into contact with on a daily basis in our fragrance, our personal care products, our household cleaners, our laundry detergents, as well as plastics, people who are cooking in plastic, drinking water from water bottles, and lots of other things. So limiting your exposure to these chemicals can improve your thyroid function. So that explains conversion issues and why it's so important that you get your reverse T3 looked at as well. And lastly, you want to have your antibodies looked at, both TPO and TGB antibodies. This is the test that is going to tell you if you have an autoimmune condition associated with your thyroid, whether or not you have Hashimoto's, which can lead to a suppressed thyroid or hypothyroidism, or maybe Graves' disease, which can lead to hyperthyroidism or an overactive thyroid. 
data shows that around 20% of the population has Hashimoto's disease, which is crazy. It's an immune system condition that can lead to your thyroid having problems. It's important to note, typically, antibodies will show up in your blood work first before an issue will show up in your thyroid hormone. So getting your antibodies checked early is important. Okay, so let's recap. The test that you want to ask your doctor for in order to be considered a complete thyroid panel are TSH, free T4, free T3, reverse T3, TPO antibodies, and anti-TGB antibodies. There are some other labs that are great to have, but you can consider them extra credit. Things like ferritin, vitamin D, and B12 are really important. Things like glucose and insulin, HA1C, your estrogen to progesterone ratio. These, These are some things that are helpful in determining any root cause issues. You can get a full list of the labs in the show notes. Bring it to your doctor and feel empowered. And if you get your complete labs done and you find that you do have hypothyroidism or you do have Hashimoto's, know this, hypothyroidism is a thyroid issue and Hashimoto's is an immune system issue and they are rooted in a different set, although some of them overlap, of root causes. Do not accept the answer that there's no cure and there is nothing that you can do if you have these conditions. That is simply not true. Addressing the root cause of these issues can help significantly. I am proof of that. Now, if you're stuck in an insurance system where you don't have the ability to choose your provider, I highly suggest considering working with someone who's functional. But if that's not an option for you either... There's a company that I absolutely love called Paloma Health, and you can find them at www.palomahealth.com. They are truly trailblazers in the thyroid world. Starting at just $99, you can get a test kit mailed to you and read by a lab. You can even use your HSA to purchase those labs. And then the results are explained to you and you have the option to use a telemedicine membership that allows you to work with a doctor and they support all medication types, T4 only, Synthroid, T4 and T3, and natural desiccated thyroid. They are fantastic, and if you feel like you've hit a brick wall, it is an amazing option. For clarity, though, they only do thyroid medicine. Before I wrap this up, I'm going to leave you with some things that you can do right now that are universally good for your thyroid function as well as your immune system. Here are some lessons that I learned along the way. Vitamin B and minerals are crucial and we are all mostly deficient. You cannot convert thyroid hormone without it. Our processed food diet is partly to blame. But even if you're eating a whole food diet, our soil has been so depleted and deprived of nutrients due to monocropping, tilling soil runoff, and pesticide use that even organic fruits and vegetables that we enjoy don't have the same level of minerals in them that they did 75 years ago. Another thing, our gut and liver is responsible for estrogen detox. And without a healthy gut and liver that works well, estrogen dominance can be a problem. That was a huge root cause of mine that I had to work on healing. Addressing your gut health and liver health is 100% essential. And lastly, you got to get the endocrine disrupting toxins out of your home and out of your body. Here's the thing. Every day that you put artificial fragrance on your body or inhale it from air fresheners, 
you put food into plastic, you drink unfiltered water, you're cleaning your house with cleaners full of these toxins and doing your laundry and you have clothes that are coated in them. Those disruptors are hanging out on your thyroid receptor sites and confusing the crap out of your body. They act like and mimic estrogen, and you can't heal the root cause of your issues if you continue to be exposed every day. The cycle will continue. If you don't know where to start and going toxin-free feels overwhelming, head over to www.tossingthetoxins.com and download my free low-stress roadmap to low-tox living. It will give you five simple steps you want to take to kick hormone disruptors out of your life. I truly believe that every single woman needs this. And if every home in America would do these five things, we could make a huge positive impact on our health. Thank you for listening. I truly appreciate it. And if you think this episode was impactful for you, send it to a friend who you think needs it. I'd also love if you screenshotted you listening to this and tagged me on Instagram. I would love to share that. And if you want to leave a voicemail and ask a question of your own, head down to the show notes. See you next week.